Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, he's worthy. Worthy of our praise. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, great is the Lord. Great is the Lord. And greatly to be praised. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you. Hallelujah. This morning I pray peace, grace, and mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ be upon you. Oh, hallelujah. If we need peace, hallelujah, in these last days, we need it now. Hallelujah. It has been last days for 2,000 years since he left. Praise God. Hallelujah. But we need it today more than ever before. Come on, hallelujah. I pray the peace of the Lord be upon you, upon your children, upon your family, upon the church, upon the saints of God. Hallelujah, praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, praise God. I want to give honor this morning to uh, Pastor McGee and... uh, Yes, I've been coming here for many, 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 many years, and, and uh, they've been supporting me for all these years. Never dropped me, praise God, and I thank you so much from the deep of my heart. I give honor to the ministry of this church, of course, the bishop and his wife and all the saints of God. Hallelujah. If we need a bishop, we need him now. Hallelujah. Praise God, because that's where our... You know, sources come from. Hallelujah. Our energy, our our prayer. You know, entering this house, praise God. There's a different atmosphere in this church. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, I've I've been in hundreds of churches. (laughs) Praise God. And few of them, when you enter, you hear the prayer. Hallelujah. That going on early morning in the house of God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. There's a blessing. Hallelujah. When our elders pray for us. Come on now. Hallelujah. There's a lot of blessing. Hallelujah. I thank God for Bishop McGee. And and, uh, he's he's my friend. And because they are my friends, I can, you know, just come up to them and and talk to them. And praise the Lord. And, and, uh, you know, take advantage of them sometimes. I shouldn't do that, but uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, but I did. <laughs> but God is good. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, uh, my wife and kids, they love to be with me here and to be with you. But uh, Hannah, she's working, and uh, mom won't take her after the church to uh, Golden Corral. And I'm sorry, she said, just tell them that greet them and that I love them and that she miss you all and praise God. So uh, you may be seated this morning in uh, praise God. I want to say that uh, we're living in the last days and things happening very uh, fast and rapidly as things are, are, are taking a place in the Middle East. And it's all around the uh, Israel, praise God. They want uh, really to take over Israel. That's what is their goal. Praise God. And, uh, and uh, I always pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. It's, it's the city of peace. When you call the name of Orashalem, Shalom means Shalom, mean peace. And the land of peace today, lacking the great peace of our Jesus Christ. And his return. 
Hallelujah. But one day they'll see him. Praise God. They'll know what they missed. Hallelujah. Praise God. But, but this Muslim spirit that is rising in the last days, it could take over all the earth. They, in their doctrine, money, they believe in money. And guess what? Second. Children. And so that is the power on earth, money and children. And if we are declining in numbers and we have no kids no more and have a few children, praise God, do the math and the calculation and you'll find out that they are growing in numbers everywhere. When I came here in 1990, there were only 300,000 Muslims in America. And at the time, I thought to Brother Joseph, I said, my Lord, that's a lot. But today, we just like we slept, and 20 years later, you know, 21, 22 years later, 23 years later, we have 9 millions of them in America. I'm concerned because I came from a country was 100% Christian, Catholic. Today we are maybe 5 or 6%. And so please praise God. Pray for this nation. Because this nation that sent missionaries because of the church of America. The apostolic church and the, the, the Pentecostal church that love missionaries and help them in the field. And I've seen this now Arab rising, they call it. All over in the Middle East. Hallelujah. But very soon that Arab rising going to turn into the winter of Israel. And I'm sorry to say this, but it's going to happen. And God is allow, allowing it to happen because of the prophecies and the, in Revelation and in Ezekiel and on the, the, in the Bible. that telling us about the last days. Praise God. You know, one day I stood there in the middle of a of, of demonstration in Amman, Jordan. The demonstrators was uh, shouting and, and, and saying, down, down Israel, down, down Americans, down, down the Christians. And But the Lord told me, go down there, praise God, and told me just, you know, the, to draw a line. And uh, I didn't understand what God wants me to do at the beginning. But then I don't, I, I, I learned not to question God and I draw a line, praise God, and say, God, please do your work right here in the middle of the street. And our, our church is nothing but two blocks from that demonstrations that say down, down Christians. And you know what will happen after that. But I say, oh God, you are the victory. You are the protection. God, we call upon your name. Hallelujah, and you know what? Nothing but few seconds. Hallelujah, the army of Jordan arrived. Hallelujah, and they march and line up exactly where I draw the line. Yes, sure enough, I am the ambassador of the Lord there. I am the one that say, here and no more. I am the one that, hallelujah, tell them, victory is mine. It's not the Muslims. Hallelujah. So we, we are victorious over there. And keep praying for them. Keep praying for the church in Jordan. Keep praying for the church in Syria. Today, every Saturday, praise God, and I'm fixing to go over to Jordan and uh, be close also to Syria. My uh, people, my mom, my brothers, my, you know, nephews and nieces and uncles and aunts and family for, for hundreds of generations there. We're not Arab, we're Armenian people. But we dwell uh, there in the country of Sham, uh, the son of Noah. We dwell there for uh, the beginning of ages. I mean, we were there all the time. Muslims came about 1,400 years ago and took over our country. And we today, because our people start, you know, uh, immigrate to America and Canada and Venezuela and Argentina, Brazil, and on and on and on, all over the earth. 
because of that massacre that they committed against my people, the Armenian people, in, uh, in World War II when uh, the Turkish committed that genocide and killed 300,000 of my people, girls and boys and young men and old men and, and they were old women. They saved nobody. They saved not even the babies in the womb. Hallelujah. And we pray for my people. Till today, we are stuck in the middle of this war in Aleppo, Syria. My mom and the rest of them, you know, we're stuck there. We don't want to be in the middle of that war, but have no chance. But you know what I do? When I call them, I said, you know, I know you have a Bible. Yes. I said, turn to Psalms 91 and claim Psalms 91. And say it to mom and to my brothers. Tell everybody, muscles might fall on my right hand and my left hand. But nothing. The Lord will send his holy angels to carry you, to protect you. Hallelujah. If he can do it here in the church, uh, he can do a thousand miles away uh, to protect my family. <laughs> you imagine I pray all the week long waiting for that phone call on Saturday. My brother Tony will call me and say, George, I just want to tell you we're fine. And under, you know, his breath. I know he is very proud to ask me for money. Imagine for 20 months, no jobs, no income. For 20 months, $300 dedicated from my ministry to my family every month. I guess for cooking, it might cost you 40 to $50. That's, you know, one of six of the money is gone just for cooking. Yes. No braid. They have a water little. Electricity will, you know, uh, no electricity. They have in a hardship. And yet they say every Saturday what they call, we're fine. Just we want to let you know that all the family fine. We're alive. Praise God. So I thank God. Hallelujah. Keep them in your prayer. You know, because of your prayer, the other day, one of my cousins were, uh, you know, uh, they, they captured him. They, they took, kidnapped him and put him in... Uh, in a room by himself, those Muslim, fanatic Muslims, and they ask for $20,000. And so family don't have the money over there. What they did, all these uh, ladies of the family come together, you know, overseas when a lady get married, uh, the gifts, they give her gold and gold and gold and gold. And so she kept that gold all her life. Praise God. Because that's her treasure. From her mom and dad and husband and her children and everybody. To praise her and to honor her. And so the ladies came together and said, One of us need to be free. They gathered all the gold and sold it. It's like in the Old Testament, brother. And sold it and got the $20,000 and set him free. Praise God. But you know my friends. Things happening over there. And we don't like it. We're, we're stuck in the middle. Our, our, our Christian boys drafted in. The army of the Alawites. The Shias. They're trying to kill the Sunnis. And our boys drafted in. Christian boys. Don't want to, to, to go to war. But they're using them. Pray for our families. Pray our for my mom and my brother. They were baptized in Jesus' name. They got the Holy Ghost. 
Hallelujah. They love this beautiful message. We know us Christians in the Middle East and growing in a city, praise God, half an hour from us, the city of Antioch, where we were first called Christian in Antioch, Syria. Praise God. So we are familiar to the gospel of Jesus Christ. We sit down and listen and, and, and listen and listen and listen. When I I was a little boy I understood that my mom and dad say the Lord is coming back and the Lord is coming back and next day they tell me the Lord is coming back hallelujah my mom used to take us out and look to the clouds and say you know signs in heaven he is coming back hallelujah my mom was a Catholic for years and years and years but praise God, hallelujah, one day, hallelujah, she said, George, I'm coming to Jordan. Take me to Jordan River and baptize me in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. She said, I want to take that name like your wife, like you, like your children, like the church. Hallelujah, I took her in the water. Hallelujah, I was so proud, son. Hallelujah, I said, mom, hallelujah. Hallelujah for the remission of your sins. Hallelujah. I now baptize you in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. And my mom, she was standing there. I asked another brother to help me because she was afraid of the river and it was muddy. The river muddy and a lot of muds and she's sliding and like that. So... As soon as she came out of the water, closed her, her eyes, and she was jerking and she was speaking in tongues. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. She was 76 years old when I baptized her. Today she is 83 years old. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Mm, praise the Lord. Now, let me tell you something about my family. My brother John, when I baptized him Sunday night, Next day exactly, he knew all the Bible. I've been preaching it to them about since I was saved in 1989. They know exactly what I stand for. And my brother John, he came also from Syria to the country of Jordan. Sunday night I baptized that boy. Praise God. Next day at 12 o'clock noontime, I was in my office and I heard somebody was screaming. And, all, you know, all it done on me, it could be that, that, that drunk man that is coming to the church. And, you know, so I rushed and went to the, to the sanctuary and I looked and wasn't that drunk man. But it was another drunk man. Hallelujah. He was at the altar. He prayed himself through. He was speaking in tongues and worshiping God. And he was beating that altar. Beating that altar and screaming and speaking in tongues. Hallelujah. One, brother, one time they called me from Syria. And they were so afraid. My nephew my nephew he said uh, he said uh, uncle george i said yes what's going on uh, his name jimmy and i said jimmy what's going on he said well uncle george i don't know but uh, my dad has some problems and uh, i said where is your dad he said well here what happened praise god he said uh, we were sitting and and we had uh, our supper and uh, and then all of a sudden, he said, he said, I'm going to my bedroom. I'm going to my bedroom. I have something to do. And he said, uh, he went to the bedroom. Ten minutes later, we started hearing somebody screaming. And I know, when he told me that, I know my brother John. I said, yeah. And he said, we went and, and we saw him jerking and screaming and speaking something we don't understand. He's like a crazy man. And, uh, and uh, we said, dad, 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 what's wrong? And I said, mom, call, call 911. See what my dad is doing. <laughs> Praise God. And his dad said, stop it. No 911. He said, call your uncle. He'll tell you what's going on. <laughs> uh, and I say, yes, Jimmy, this is the Holy Ghost, son, and you need it too. 
You need it too. So you came too late to tell me that the Holy Ghost is not falling all over the earth. It's his prophecy. In the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Oh, hallelujah. Yes, Muslims receiving the Holy Ghost. I said Muslims receiving the Holy Ghost. Jews and rabbis receiving the Holy Ghost and getting baptized and getting ready because they know there is no other name. This is the name of Yeshua. This is it. Praise God. Come on, bless the name of the Lord. Raise your hand. Bless his name. Bless his name. Bless his name. Oh, praise God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Well, stand with me this morning and open your Bible to Colossians. Uh, yeah, Colossians. Colossians. In the New Testament, I don't know how exactly uh, we say it, Colossi, but uh, Colossians. 2 and 11. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Okay. Usually we say, if you're there, say amen. And I'm still trying to find it. <laughs> because I go with my Arabic Bible from right to left. And now I am in the Old Testament. <laughs> Praise God. So, <laughs> but, uh, okay, uh, Colossians and 2, 11 and 12. And it said like this. In whom also ye are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands in putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, buried with him in baptism, wherein also ye are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God, who has raised him from the dead. Yes. Hallelujah. Come on. Yes. Praise God. Say amen to the words of God. Amen. amen, amen. And let us ask the bishop, this morning, I'm going to preach about, are you buried with Christ? Are you buried with Christ? Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you, Bishop. Praise God. Are you buried with Christ? Yes. You may be seated. Hallelujah. It, the question is today, you know, uh, God gave me this message and uh, I, I prepare it and it's fresh and it's from the words of God. And I do not get messages from other people at all because, you know, there is so much richness in the uh, gospel of Jesus Christ and in the book and uh, you know when I read these uh, scriptures and we are buried with him in baptism and I thought to myself wow you know I know a little bit about the burial in the Middle East in Israel I know what the law and I know a little bit about custom I said let me see about this beautiful burial of us that we are buried with Jesus Christ and I thought I want to understand it a little bit more and study it a little bit more and uh, I came to uh, my shock that uh, it wasn't a commandment in the Old Testament uh, to bury the dead. Uh, praise God. It wasn't a commandment in the Old Testament. Uh, praise God. We see it one time in Deuteronomy 21, 22, 23. But uh, we'll get to it in a minute. But 
Is it a biblical commandment that, uh, uh, that uh, you know, uh, uh, it's important for every dead man and dead woman to bury them? Praise God. Well, let me tell you this. In the uh, Old Testament, there is 613, 613, yes, right, of the commandments that God gave Moses in Mount Sinai. And uh, 248 of them, it's uh, an, uh, a positive uh, commandments. Uh, and 365 of them is negative commandments. Uh, and you can see here the negative uh, uh, more than the positive. And uh, because of the people, he gave them no, 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 no. 365, almost uh, no for every day of the year. Uh, for the children of Israel uh, to understand, uh, hallelujah, the commandments of God. Uh, and so, praise God, the total is six. 113 but the Jewish people they came and thought about it for one time and and they came together all the rabbis of Israel and they thought well in the 10 commandments alone we have 620 letters in Hebrew the 10 commandments made of 6 and 20 so here's the lacking seven commandments of making the other commandments match with the 620 letters of the alphabet of the Jewish alphabet. Praise God. Hallelujah. So, so the rabbis came together and decided, let us add some of the uh, 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 you know, commandments. And they decide, uh, since we have a lot of negative commandments, let us add a few of positive commandments. And so they add another seven. They made a 620, like the same uh, number of the letters of the Ten Commandments. And here what they thought about the commandments. And it is in our subject, but I'm going just to go quickly over it and then we continue in our Bible study. Praise God. The rabbinic, the seven commandments that they add, they call it the rabbinic. It's not the, it's not the, the mosaic uh, commandments, uh, but it is the rabbinic commandments, uh, which is the rabbis uh, came together. That's why we call it rabbinic from rabbi. Praise God. And they came together and they put the seven of them. First of all, wash, in, wash your hands before bread. And that's very important. You see it? Uh, uh, you know, it's a custom, but now it become a commandment. Praise God. So all the children of Israel, before they uh, come and, and take the food and eat the food, they wash their hands very well. Praise God. Doesn't this uh, seem like to us, uh, hallelujah, to carry our Bibles with uh, clean hands, uh, with a clean heart, uh, to come and eat and dine spiritually, uh, hallelujah, with us washing our hands, uh, washing our heads, uh, washing our body in the water baptism, say, I am now a soldier of God, uh, now I can read and eat, uh, I can dine, praise God. The second one, allowed the Jews to carry the, uh, what they call it, the uh, Passover in a public place. You know, uh, usually they don't allow them, you know, in a public place. We're taking the, 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 the uh, Sabbath of Passover. Why? Uh, because they thought maybe somebody traveling, maybe, you know, then we allow him to keep continue doing that. And, uh, and then the number three, reciting blessing before partaking of food. Uh, and I uh, seem like an apostolic people, whoever put that rabbinic uh, commandment. To pray before you're reciting the food. You pray before any kind of pleasure. You know what? Because, you know, I felt it so strongly. Praise God. When you think about it, then you'll know that. Praise God. Before I just sit down and say, family, hold hands. And let us pray for our daily bread. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we let you bless our food, our drink, oh God. Hallelujah. And Lord, bless my children, Lord, as we gather around the table. Hallelujah. Bless my wife, God, in the name of Jesus. And then it dawned on me one day. And the Lord said, the food, it tastes better when you pray, isn't it? 
Praise God. I said, yes, Lord, it's tasting so good. I'm enjoying it. It's part of pleasure when we eat, isn't it? Praise God. It's not only God gave you the food to fill up your time, but to have a pleasure when you eat. And, but when you pray, it tastes much better. And I told my children that. I said, yes, Dad, that's, that sounds good. Then number four, light the Shabbat candle. When the Sabbath comes, they light the candle. When the sun goes down on Friday, and they, they light another candle. When the Saturday sundown goes down. And that's also become a commandment. Then number five, celebration of the Purim. The Purim, uh, and that's also celebration when the children of Israel were, and Esther were victorious over Haman and all the Babylonian uh, hate, hateful people. And uh, that becomes do the Purim celebration. And then number six, uh, celebrate Hanukkah. And that's where the oil in the uh, temple uh, you know, when the uh, priest put the oil and the oil keep running, never stop for all the days that they put the oil. And so celebrate that. And this is the last one, and I like it so much, is re recitation of the prayer of praise. Of praise, Hallel. Hallel. Praise God. And you know what comes after it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. And this is where this word comes from. Because they go in the temple early in the morning in the holidays. Up in the boys with their dads going to the temple. The men going there. Praise God. Woman back at home preparing the food for the celebration. And those they go there. They open Psalms 113 and Psalms 118 and, and, and Psalms 150 where it said hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah praise God. The verb is hallelujah mean praise. But when it says that's mean all of you. Hallelujah. And then when you say yeah, that's his name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. I like it. I like it. So they make him 620. And yet, we do not have the burial commandment in the Old Testament. Not even the rabbinic added. Because to them, baptism is not that important. See? But the Lord came. And what he did? He gave a new commandment. The greatest one of all. He said, and be baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Go preach this gospel and give that great commandments. Buried in the name of Jesus Christ in water. Buried all over the hallelujah was all immersed, buried in water in the name of Jesus Christ. In Rome, Paul said in Rome 6, 3 and 4. He said, know ye not that so many of us as were baptized in Jesus Christ were baptized into his death. Praise God. So my baptism is baptizing into his death. Hallelujah. And in number four said, therefore we are buried with him. We're buried with him by baptism into death. Praise God. Into death. Into that beautiful death of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Why I'm saying beautiful. My friends, without the death of Jesus Christ, you have no resurrection whatever, whatsoever. But thank God for that burial. Hallelujah. In Colossians 2.11 say, In whom also you are circumcised, was the circumcision made without hands. And putting off, and putting off the body of the sins. You know, the sins it accumulate itself, it build up itself, it become a body in your body. So he said, and in putting off the body of the sins of the flesh, praise God, hallelujah, by the circumcision of Christ. 
the beautiful circumcision of Christ. It's a spiritual circumcision. It's not like the circumcision of Abraham in the Old Testament. But bury with him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Wherein also you are risen with him. So we are exactly. Uh, the baptism is the burial. And it is the resurrection. Uh, because you are buried with him. And wherein you risen with him. The Bible says wherein the water. You risen with him. Uh, praise God. Hallelujah. So burial my friends. This is an important thing. In the Middle East. We honor the dead so much to the point one Jesus called, one disciple, he said, well, let me go bury my, you know. He said, no, let the dead bury their dead. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so it is important. There is no such a law. Praise God. But it is important. In, Ecclesi in Ecclesiastes 6 and 3, and it said like this. If a man beget an hundred children, if a man beget an hundred children and live many years so that the days of his years be many and his soul be not filled with good and also that he have no burial, I say that an untimely birth is better than he. An untimely little baby dead out of the womb is better than a man does not have a burial. Burial is important even though it is not written in the law. Praise God. There is no such a law in the Mosaic say, and ye shall bury your dead. Hallelujah. God left it to the human being to take care of one another. And that's exactly why he said, go ye and bury them in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, hallelujah. If you're not buried today in water baptism, it is the time. Romans 6 and 5. Said, for if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. We're united in this. We're joined together in this. We're planted together in this. Hallelujah. So Paul say, we have been planted together in the likeness of his death. So, hallelujah, Isaiah talked about uh, the, the devil one time. And he said about him something uh, I will never forget uh, in Isaiah 14, 19, and 20. He said, but thou art cast out of thy grave. The devil does not have a grave. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. He's not buried and put in the water in Jesus' name. But he said in verse 20, Thou shalt not be joined with the children of Israel, with the rest of them, because you are not buried. It's dishonor the person if you don't bury him. It'll dishonor your body if it's not buried. No respect to that person. But thank God that he created a burial. We have, we have the King Hosea in the Bible in Second Chronicles. He said that he slept with his fathers. And the Bible says and they bury him with his fathers. See, in the Middle East they have one tomb for all the family. Now hear me good. One tomb for all the family. Fathers and children are buried together in the same place. Hallelujah. And they're saying that, you know, death will not separate me from my mom or my dad or my boys. Death will not separate me, but death will get me closer to my family. Now we are together, bone to bones. Hallelujah. Waiting for the resurrection of the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 When Sarah died, he bought a place. But it wasn't only for Sarah. 
the tomb he bought, the cave he bought, cave by itself, it's all for the children of Abraham. And when Abraham died, what he did, he's where he where he went and united. They took him and put him one of his, uh, you know, uh, 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 the the inheritance uh, uh, book that he wrote for his children, telling them. Bury me with my wife. Bury me with Sarah. I want my bones to be next to her bones. I want to be waiting together for that resurrection trumpet. I want to hear it together. We will join together out of the grave. Out of the grave. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. As we know that God put two together, uh, He joined together. Uh, hallelujah. And nobody can put us thunder. Uh, he joined man and woman together. Uh, and we say, death uh, separate us. Uh, but let me tell you in our custom, death uh, will not separate us. Uh, that's why Abraham and his wife were joined together. Uh, that's why uh, Jesus Christ in His burial in the water was joined together with his bride hallelujah we have a lady so wonderfully say that uh, she said wherever you go I go uh, Ruth told Naomi she said hey my mother uh, I love you uh, I'm not going to leave you uh, but she said this too wherever you die I will die uh, and wherever they will bury you I will be buried with you uh, she loves her so much uh, she doesn't want to be separated uh, let me tell you this morning uh, if you're not buried with the Lord, I, I invite you to join us as a family. We have one tomb, and the water today is for you. Yes, Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. She said, where thou diest will I die, and there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me, and more also. Oh, hallelujah. She's looking for the resurrection. She said, more also. I'm not only looking for to die with you, but one day, oh, I will rise from the tomb. Oh, with you, Naomi. Hallelujah. Praise God. In the Bible, in 1 Samuel, we have a really sad story. Go with me to 1 Samuel in, in the last chapter of 1 Samuel, uh, chapter 31. This chapter, praise God, is telling us about the last days of Saul and the days of him going under. And... Uh, the chapter tell us about the Palestinians' faults against Israel, and uh, and they uh, the the Israelis fell down slain in Mount uh, Gilbar, and the Palestinians follow hard upon Saul and upon his sons, and the Bible tell us that uh, you know. Uh, Jonathan was slain, and, uh, and all Abimenadab and all the children of Saul, the three of them, uh, praise God. And the battle went sore against Saul, and could not. Uh, and one of the archers, uh, and, and, and one of the archers just uh, was able to uh, get uh, uh, Saul, and he was hurt, uh, and with, with, uh, and, 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 arrows and and went through his body and turned to his servant uh, the arm barrier said uh, you know will you please kill me right here uh, i don't want the palestinian uncircumcised people to come and kill me uh, go ahead do it uh, and but the armor barrier was uh, uh, love his king he loves saul uh, can you imagine all his business to do is to carry the sword of 
saw an old time. He said, no, I will not do that. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But uh, praise God. Saul put the sword sword down and he fell on the sword and killed himself. And the Bible said right away when the armor barrier saw that Saul was dead, the Bible said he fell likewise upon his sword and died with him. Oh, he said the Bible died with him. And I'm telling you, that's what we are when we came, repented of our sins, we're dead with him. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 The Bible did not stop there. Praise God. But in verse 6 says, So Saul died and his three sons and his armor barrier, and all his men that same day, together, together, they all die together. If we die together, uh, praise God, uh, hallelujah. Now this is, might be a message taken wrong uh, by some quacky people uh, that they want uh, to go in a Christian camp and die together, uh, that they might rise together. I don't, uh, I'm not saying if physically to die together uh, but I'm saying spiritually to die together uh, are we willing to die together in that baptism praise God hallelujah hallelujah oh praise God and then in verse 8 tell us the story how in the next day the Palestinians came to strip all the slain that owned the the, you know, on, on, on the face of the earth, that, you know, the, the, the blood uh, shed there, and, and they came to, to strip them. And while they stripped them, they saw Saul, and they were so happy, they cut his head, got his sword, they stripped him, and they sent his head to all the Palestinians to rejoice that the king of Israel is dead. And then Israel heard that. And uh, when they heard that, there's some mighty men get up in the night. uh, And because the Palestinians took his body and they uh, went to the walls uh, of, of, of their city and they nailed him to the wall with the head cut off. But all the valiant men arose, arose, and went all night. They went all night and took the body of Saul of Saul, and the bodies of his sons from the wall and came and burned them there. Burned them there. Because the Bible said next day they went and got him all the night. So the dead people, the dead bodies been there for day. And that's not good because uh, worms will come and birds will come and bring worms to the body. And so now they have worms all over their body. And uh, they, what they thought about how we can bury him and his three sons and the armor barrier and the worms is eating them. They said, let us burn their flesh first. And we went burn the flesh first. Then we can bury the body. Praise God. So that was important to bury them. Even though without flesh. Hear me. Praise God. And that's mean when we bury you, you put your flesh away. You put all your flesh away. Because worms in the flesh. Because sins in the body. Oh, hallelujah. That's why uh, John said he will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire uh, to burn that worms, uh, to burn the sins uh, before we bury you. Yeah, it's the barrier. The barrier is for the remission of sins, yes. uh, But my friends, uh, let's uh, scrub it first uh, before we go in the water. Oh, hallelujah. 
and die with him. And so it is very important to bury the dead. It will be disgraceful to bury the flesh with the worms. Do you hear me? That's why when I baptize people in Jordan, I take time and, and my kids, the little ones, say, Dad, we always appreciate you doing that because there are some children listening and hearing. I go to the book of Romans, to chapter 10, and I read it, and I ask questions, and make sure uh, that this man and this woman, uh, this boy and this girl, uh, come in, uh, praise God, to get in the water. Uh, not because somebody else done it, uh, not because somebody put pressure on her or him, uh, but because uh, how did they die of their sins. Uh, they took and cleaned their worms. I remember my mom one time, she told my dad, she said, Jamil, don't curse God. God is not something that you play with. She said, and he keep cursing God and cursing God. She said, if you keep doing that, one day worms will come out of your body. My friends, my dad got a cancer in the skin and before he died my mom sat hours and hours days and days cleaning that flesh from worms yeah one fly it can bring worms to that body of song and so it's disgraceful it is it is so important that we burn the flesh before we bury them Pastor, is something we need to pray about? Okay. Well, let's stand together, church, and let's pray. Hallelujah. God, we pray right now, Lord Jesus, for Sister Irene. We pray, oh, Lord, move upon her body, God, this predicament right now. God, we submit it unto you, Lord. She's your child, Lord Jesus. I pray, oh, God, today as this group of people join my voice in prayer, God, and we touch heaven. God, we know heaven's able to touch her. Lord, we cry out unto you, Jesus, today. You are the healer. Blood was shed for our sin and for our sickness. We claim that blood right now in the lovely name of Jesus Christ. Lord, your arm is not short, God. Lord, in order to reach and spend the distance and touch her body right now in the name of Jesus Christ we thank you we give you the praise for it. God even now in advance God for hearing and answering prayer in the lovely name of Jesus Christ we pray amen and amen thank you pastor and you may be seated I'm not going to keep you long <clears throat> it just if you keep the uh, body unburied. Now you disgraces the body. You did not disgraces the law of Moses. You see what I mean? You're not going to have a sin over it. Many, many, many people was unburied in Israel. But you disgrace that body. And that's when you do not take the water baptism. Think about it. You're discussing the new law of Jesus Christ. The new great commandments. That you're not taking that in the water baptism. And so it should happen. Praise God. And let me tell you. Praise God. It should happen immediately when that 
flesh come under submission and repented. That flesh and the body of sins was rolled away, was moved out of your mind, of your heart. Praise God, and you become a new person and ready for the burial. Hallelujah. And you tell them, come on. Hallelujah. We dress them with a white robe in the Middle East before the baptism. And we think about it as you know, we robe you with a white linen. That's what they did. They did not keep the body of Jesus Christ to the next day, the same day before the sun goes down. Not because only Sabbath, but because the law in Deuteronomy 21, 22, and 23, it should bring it down and bury it. And that's what they did for Jesus Christ. Uh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. In John 19, 38, 42. And I'll let you know the story of the, when they took Jesus. Uh, hallelujah. And the Bible said. Hallelujah. Well, in fact, let's go quickly there. Hallelujah. It said that the, the woman decided after the death of Jesus Christ in Luke. Let's go to Luke. Hallelujah, in chapter 23 and 55. So before we bury that person, what we do in 23, 55, look what they said. And the woman also which came with him from Galilee, follow after and beheld the sepulcher and how his body was laid and they return and prepare spices and ointments and rested the Sabbath day according to the commandments. Now, according to the commandments for the Sabbath wasn't for the spices. Hear me. Praise God. But what happened right there? Hallelujah. The ladies in next chapter 24, 1 and 3. And now upon the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they came unto the sepulcher, bringing the spices which they had prepared and certain other with them. Now, but wait a minute. Mary already anointed him for his burial. Why they bringing spices? Oh, let me tell you. This is a difference between the, uh, the ointment and the spices. Oh, halalabashata. There's a big difference. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Well, what the difference? I don't know. <laughs> God always keeps some mystery in his book. But as my understanding to it. Put one plus one and let the scriptures interpret the other scriptures. Well here what happened. The ladies took their spices and took all the linen. And went to the sepulcher to. You know. Put it and wrap it around his body, around his head, and bury him with that linen. But the thing is, our custom will not allow the woman to expose a body of a man in the burial. And that's what happened exactly. And they found the stone roll away from the sepulcher. They are, he's already risen from the dead. Because when Joseph the Aramaeus and when Nicodemus took him down that night, praise God, they already brought a hundred pound of spices. It's not alabaster box, only a little thing to put on his head and his body. But by the spices that they wrap him, hallelujah, and bury him. Yeah. And so no movies today will say, well, you know, he have an affair with Mary the Magdalene. She was going to, uh, you know. But no, 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 no. All the Marys were going together with the mother. Yes. With the mother. Yes. Praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. Would you stand with me? You know, if there is a smell out of that person to take him in the water, 
he's going to smell after the water. That's what the Lord told me about the spices and the ointment. One to anoint you with the oil of the Holy Ghost and with the preacher praying over you. But the other one is to prepare you where the fivefold ministers and the elders and all, they gather around that person, preparing him, making sure that the spices and the things that will wrap him before we bury him, it is there because I don't want to smell bad when I come out of the barrier. When I'm going to rise, I'm arisen with a new body. A new body. Smell good. Hallelujah. I washed. I was washed with the water and washed with the blood of Jesus Christ. Raise your hands this morning. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you and have a blessed day.